Now we have our answer. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, Tom Brady did it. All he wanted was Belichick to just throw his arm around him. That's it. Right now, we're moving forward and focus on the draft here for this call. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, today's guests, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, former NFL head coach Jay Gruden, plus Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty then. Welcome this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We've got three fun hours here the Tuesday after Super Bowl 55. Uh, I am your humble host, and I am, in fact, wearing a cardigan again. Uh, it's that time of year. It's 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 my it's my post Super Bowl Tuesday post Super Bowl cardigan. Some <laughs> some some people who spend the entire year in the NFL uh, after the Super Bowl have parades. I, I wear a cardigan. <laughs> Uh, good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you? Hey, buddy. What do you uh, say? Mike Del Tufo, good, good to, to see you. See you TJ Rich. Jefferson, sorry you uh, missed that pot to start Poor our program. Poor Zingus, Rich. Poor Zingus. But it is not going to be whatsoever an indication as to how good this show is going to be. We've got four guests for what. Uh, Ian Rappaport's going to be first up because, as always, when all 32 teams now are 0-0, there's a lot going on in the world, and he's going to be joining us with all sorts of rumors and conjecture and innuendo and facts. Um, and then Michael Irvin's going to join us because he must account. <laughs> he must account and he understands what he needs to account for. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he uses the NFL Network's biggest audience of Super Sunday to cape for Tom Brady as if he did so all 26 season, uh, twenty-six weeks of the season. Um Unfortunately for him, he's got a lead pipe wielding professional on the other end of the set or the other end of the television watching every single thing he says. That would be me. <laughs> so we're going to have a fun conversation when he joins us at the top of the second hour. He could join us in the third hour as well, Chris, because he's shooting inside the NFL. Oh, or right. as he refers to it, very Cruise-like, as inside. Ah. Very Tom Cruise-like, referring to his uh, shows, I guess... He would call it game day morning, game day or morning. He says, I'm doing inside. And I'm like, I, I, when he said this to me yesterday, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're doing inside? What are, what are you talking? Oh, inside the yeah. NFL. I get it. So he's doing that. He's shooting that right now. I mean, that show is awesome. I'm, so. I'm not, I have no, com- I have nothing to say yeah. about the show. No, I know. I've got to say that he's just like, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm doing inside. I think I should be fine at the top <laughs> of your second hour of your show. Jay Gruden's going to be joining us on this program to walk us through what he thinks about Super Bowl 55. Um, might he be joining his uh, brother and the path of going from coach to the booth? Because uh, I think that's what his plans are for 2021. Oh. And then we've got a lead pipe uh, wielding bona fide uh, freshly minted Super Bowl champion. Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will join us in the third hour of this show. Nice. So lots to talk about, as I mentioned. Because this is a copycat league. The National Football League is a copycat league. We see some team do something to get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. We got to do that. We got to do that. We got to get us one of those. Whether it's a quarterback or a pass rusher or a coach. I, I, I've told the story many times. I'll, I'll repeat it once again. I was on the flight home uh, with the Rams. Coming back here to do uh, the Rich Eisen show on a Friday after a Thursday night game. After they had fired Jeff Fisher and put... Uh, John Fossil, Jim's son and special teams coordinator on the sidelines as the interim head coach, and they got waxed by the Seattle Seahawks. 
and that flight home was desolate. It was absolutely dreary. They had no idea that they were just about a month away from hiring a head coach in Sean McVay that the rest of the league would want to copy. Their entire plan. Got to get us one of those. That's the way the league operates. Now, here's the problem with trying to copycat uh, what the Buccaneers have done. Because I think, let me just look in my notes here. Chris, can you look it up on the internet as well? Sure. I think there's only one Tom Brady, right? Oh, yeah. And that, and that mold got broken. Smashed. That's the problem. I got to get us one of those. Oh, that's, that's all you got to get, huh? That's, that's all you need is Tom Brady. Well, he was available last year. Uh, not so this year. But is it possible in this crazy quarterback carousel world that there could possibly be a quarterback on the market either available or you've got to pick up the phone and see what could be done to offer the old godfather package. The uh, offer that cannot be refused. And see if that quarterback can be acquired. Because we did just see a team go from being a treading water in the NFL team in the NFC South, two Super Bowl champions. Just like that. I was there in week 16 calling the Buccaneers 2019 <laughs> week 16 contest on a Saturday on NFL Network, mixing up Winston and Watson. But uh, I was there. The The place was, and, and this is being generous, uh, a quarter, the glass was a quarter full. And there were there were there were more cardboard cutouts in Raymond James Stadium on Sunday than there were humans on that day on a Saturday. <laughs> That's funny. That's a fact. I was there. It wasn't looking too good. Cut to a year and a few weeks later, and they're Super Bowl champs. So I've got five teams in the NFL. I've 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 identified five teams in the NFL that I believe is the right quarterback way away from making. A dream run. Can you win the Super Bowl? I like it. Possibly. Possibly. Based on the roster that you have and maybe the free agents you can add in addition to this quarterback. Don't forget, Godwin and Evans were the first Pro Bowl wide receiver teammates to make the same Pro Bowl in the same year since Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald did back in 2009 for the Cardinals. First set of teammates. So those guys were already there, but they did add Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette and Rob Gronkowski. And sure enough, all three of those gents scored touchdowns at Super Bowl 55. So it's not just who you already have here, but who you can also add in addition to the quarterback. Mike, I think I need some NFL Films music just to just to get things started here on this show in a certain way. Let's go. Here are the five teams I've identified. First, I know a couple of them are obvious because we're going to be talking about them, and they're they're in they're in the they're in the market for for Wentz. Okay, so actually, let's start with number one, Don, if you don't mind. I'll start for number one. It's just in in terms of uh, one by one here. The uh, the Colts are number one, Ooh. as far as I'm concerned. They're just the first one off the top of my head. The Colts, to me, are a team that is 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 a, a quarterback away potentially to winning it all, and you know they're in the market for Wentz, right? They're in the market for Carson Wentz. 
And maybe that's the guy. But you do look at a defense. You do look at the rest of the weaponry. You do look at the running backs. And maybe they can add one other player if you need it. And they could be a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. That's it. I think it's obvious they tried it with Phillip Rivers. Didn't work out with Phil. But I think that they are the right quarterback away. And then the other team that's in the market for Carson Wentz is the Chicago Bears. All you need to basically get this team to the Super Bowl with this defense and the way that the defense is playing. Give them, give them, give them what, three touchdowns? Give them 21 points on average, 24, <laughs> kick a field goal. Field goal, yeah. Warren Sapp told me that that he would tell, uh, back in 2002, he'd tell Brad Johnson, he'd tell all the rest of his quarterbacks as they were getting to that Super Bowl, the other Buccaneers team, first Buccaneers team to win a Super Bowl, give me, seven, give me 17 points. That's all I need. Bears, if they could put that much on the field, and could you imagine if Brady was in Chicago this year? <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Allen Robinson wouldn't have unfollowed the Bears on social media once, let alone the four times that he apparently did it this year. <laughs> All right. So the right quarterback in the right spot. Is Wentz the right quarterback? I'm not. I don't know. But I'm just saying the right quarterback in this spot with this team, they could go on a dream run and win the Super Bowl. And here's another team that's definitely in the market for a quarterback and I think is one right quarterback away from making a run, a dream run, if not, yes, winning it all, that the right quarterback can make the difference for the Washington football team. Oh. Ron Rivera has got this team in the right direction. You've got that defensive line. They've already got that defensive line sort of in the, the San Francisco 49ers mold, right, from two years ago. Four sets of hand in the dirt. That's what we saw over the weekend with the uh, with the Buccaneers going at, at at Mahomes. They've got some weapons of note. Obviously, this kid Gibson seems to be a really good running back. McKissick, McKissick coming out of the backfield. McLaurin, other wide receivers. Maybe you add another piece. Logan Thomas became a, a pretty good tight end to score touchdowns. The defense is terrific. Put the right quarterback there. They can go on a run. That's a serious possibility for this football team. So I think the three teams with the right quarterback are going to go on a nice run. And now I'm going to give you two that are sort of off the board, in a way. All right? Off the board. How about the Denver Broncos with the right quarterback? Oh, okay. How about Von Miller coming back and chubbing the defense? If you give this team consistent 21-24 points, the young wide receivers, the running back group, if they stay healthy with the right offensive line that can stop holding for a change. Put a quarterback back there that doesn't make mistakes and consistently puts 24, 27, 28 points on the board. And clearly, the Broncos have done it before. The number of uh, emails that I receive or tweets and the answers and or, or responses that I saw on our YouTube page when I called Tom Brady the uh, best free agent signing in the history of the NFL, when I called him that, Yesterday, and I got a bunch of Broncos fans saying, well, Peyton won an MVP with the Denver Broncos. He did go to two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos. Lost his first, won his second. Did he really win the second? Well, he did. So, long story short, I hear you, but this reason why I bring it up now is my point is the Broncos have done it before. Get everybody in the right spot on your roster Continue to supplement it with the draft. Get the right quarterback and off you go. Problem for them is Mahomes is going to be in division. 
for a long time. And here's the last one. I'm, I'm going to throw them out here, and it's with a question mark. <laughs> okay. It's with a question mark because the number of times that you're hearing that they've kicked the tires and somebody else have kind of lost track. It's the 49ers. It's the 49ers. And I know Kittle it, it was, had fun with me last week when I said to him, and no, you know, you've been asked question. How many times have you answered that question? He's like, Jimmy's our guy. Okay. Until he's not. Okay. Jimmy did get him to the Super Bowl two years ago. And Jimmy did have him in the lead in the Super Bowl two years ago. Seven minutes to go, they had to lead. If they had Brady this year, they still would have had a ton of injuries. I understand they would have probably suffered. We're just assuming they suffer the same amount of injuries. I, I, I'm just saying if Garoppolo isn't the right guy and they could acquire somebody that they do believe is the right guy, this team could win the Super Bowl next year without a doubt. They could be the one to absolutely go get Brady more than anybody else that could go hunt Brady down. That's the one way you beat Brady. You don't have to scheme your way to him. Four guys up front, go hunt him. That's the way the Giants got him twice. The Eagles, as we all know, did their thing. Those are my five teams that I think can be the copycat here. And and then there's the whole question is who's going to be available? Yeah, who's the Brady in this Because the Rams have already done what they thought they needed to do to go get the right quarterback and be the difference. Goff out. Stafford in. They've already done the copycat before the rest of the league. Did they front-loaded the copycat in a way? Did they look at the way the Bucs were built and say, this is the way we need to build it? Probably not. What they did was, we're going to be aggressive because we don't like our current situation, and the guy that we do like is now available. we got to go get him. And they probably looked at the Bucs situation to make this maneuver in the eye, in the, in the eye gate, the mindset of, Brady's eventually going to step away. (laughs) Rodgers is pushing 40 soon. Breeze is gone. Conference open. Let's go do it. Especially with the guys that we have now, as young as they are, and Donald and Ramsey and Woods and Cup and Cam Akers. Let's go. That's probably the way that they looked at their trade through the Bucs lens, not the copycat of look at what the Bucs were with just one quarterback. Watson, is he out there or not? Texans say no. Every single time I shake that eight ball, all signs point to yes. (laughs) Is Russell Wilson out there? Could that be possible on this green earth? Now then, in terms of Russell Wilson, I've been hearing for a very long time that something's up there. Something is not rotten in Seattle, but something's up there. Well, I, I believe it was the Dallas Super Bowl. The number of rumors that I heard prior to that Super Bowl from people in the know, scouts, people whose ears are to the ground and talk, talk, as you know, the chattiest bunch Street of the chattiest bunch of NFL people and the chattiest people of all NFL people are talent evaluators, is that keep an eye out on Seattle drafting Russell Wilson's replacement. You're like, what? They didn't. They didn't. It, they they oh, they yeah, yeah. they did not. But you keep hearing that year in and year out. Something's up. 
Wasn't that one of the Chicago drafts too? We were hearing that. It was, I, I believe, it was a Dallas draft. Was the last time I heard that. And then you know, here comes yeah, yeah. all those guys from Baker to Darnold to Allen to Rosen to Lamar. First round goes, didn't do it. Well, Seattle, as you know, went through a whole long stretch of never using a first-round selection on a soul, let alone a quarterback. Hearing that all the time. Sunday game day morning, Ian Rappaport, his first report of Super Sunday is that teams are calling Seattle for Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks are saying, not interested. Huh. Why are people calling for Russ? Why would they call for him? Why would a single call go to within their house? Why? People are hearing this. It's the only reason why you'd lift the phone and talk about after Russ cooked for two-thirds of the season. And then you hear he wants a say in the offensive coordinator position that opened up. And they're, ch- they're churning through offensive coordinators up there, you'd, you know, from Bevel to Schottenheimer, now to Shane Waldron, who was the Rams passing game coordinator. Again, copycat league, let's go get somebody from the – the offense, and obviously last couple of years, the passing game wasn't so hot. That's why they went and got Stafford. But at least it's a passing game guy. And you heard, though, that Pete said, we want to run the ball more. And then Jason Lockenfora tweets out last night. Tweets out last night the number of sacks that Russell Wilson has suffered in his first nine seasons, most of anybody in the first nine seasons of in the NFL. Almost 400. Russell Wilson's camp, I'm hearing, has grown increasingly frustrated by the Seahawks' inability to protect the eight-time Pro Bowler. He has been sacked 394 times in nine seasons. This situation warrants serious monitoring. Now, Yo. <laughs> luck is a residue of design in this business. And uh, Dan Patrick has been at the forefront of designing fantastic television radio programs for quite some time. And we've been honored and thrilled and pleased to be following his show now in our seventh year after a bit of a hiatus between Audience Network and Peacock, NBC Sports on Peacock. Guess who uh, Dan had booked for today's show all ready to go? The reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, Russell Wilson. How about that? So Dan had the opportunity to ask him directly about Jason Lockenfora's tweet. You never want to be sacked that many times. You know, 400 times basically is, is way too many, 400 too many. Um, you know, so I think that's a big, it's a big thing that we got to fix. That's got to be fixed, you know, and, and has to be, you know, at the end of the day. Because you know, my goal is to play, you know, 10 to 15 more years. You're not available, are you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a, that's a Seahawks <laughs> question. But I think also the reality of, of professional sports is, you know, things happen, things change, I, you know, in Seattle, I think hopefully, hopefully it was going to be, you know, be forever, you know, but things change obviously along the way. And I think that um, you, you focus on what you can control every day and try to be the best version of yourself and, you know, ultimately try to win championships. That's a Seahawk question. What? The verbiage that Russell says that, you know, like, Hey, nothing lasts forever in this league and whatever. That's normally said by somebody who's like Aaron Rodgers' age. After they draft his replacement. Russ is 32. Now, I guess if you add all those sacks, that adds years. And a lot of the sacks have got to be, you know, remember Russ early on, certainly in his career, running around, around. making sure that 
the play lasts for nine seconds or whatever. <laughs> and you look at the list of through the first nine seasons of quarterbacks who have been sacked not as many times, but almost as many. Randall Cunningham, second on the list with 366. He's another guy who ran around. And then Neil Lomax and Phil Sims are after that. Seems like <laughs> that they were behind offensive lines that didn't protect him. And then fifth on the list with 344 is Big Ben. Again, through nine seasons, first nine seasons of a career. Big Ben, as you know, as I've always liked to say, one of the few quarterbacks for whom the play begins after he's hit. He takes a hit, and then the play's really beginning with him. Certainly in the beginning of his career. So there's a lot to go around. But to say, that's a Seahawks question. Well, coming up next, that's an Ian Rappaport question. Because something's up. Something is up. And we'll talk about that. When we come back, my first two guests are compadres of mine from the NFL Media Group. Michael Irvin to kick off next hour. But coming up next, the answer to the Wentz. And also what's going on with Watson and Russ for the Ian Rappaport next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to, to role-play with you, just real briefly, Gronk, okay? We're I play the role of somebody that I'm kind of familiar with, and you play the role of somebody that you're familiar with, if you don't mind. Um, I'm going to play a, a guy who went to Michigan, um, okay, who's a leader in his field. Uh, his name is Tom, and you play the role of a tight end with a Hall of Fame resume, okay? And the time is going to be, hmm, let's go, hmm, November 1st. 2019 in the future not too distant future 
are, are, would you mind if we quickly role play this out? All right, we got one, we got one scene. Okay, here we go. One scene. Here we go. Ready, uh, Chris? Say action when you got it. Okay, ready. All right, guys. Ready? All right, guys. Ready? Yes. Action. Hey, Rob. It's Tom. How you been? Hey, Tom. Good, man. I've been doing great, man. You're you're still killing it. You're like. 42 years old now, I mean. Yeah. I know you miss me, Tom. I know you do. I do. I do. Gronk, I do, man. We. It's not just me. It's It's everybody. We all miss you. And, you know, things are going great. You know, Bill's a pain in the ass. But it's really, you know, it's really, it's really something that could be better with you. Would you, would you think of coming back and playing with me, Rob? Oh, uh, Tom, I mean... You know I miss you too. I miss the guys, but I'm just chilling, man. I'm I'm down in the Bahamas right now, just relaxing. I got I'm sipping my water, and I got I got your electrolytes in it, Tom. So don't worry, don't worry, baby. I got the electrolytes in the water, and I'm sipping on a protein margarita, Tom. So I'm just chilling. Thank you. I love you. I miss you. But there's but I'm just relaxing, homie. There's no chance, Rob. This is Tom. This is Tom. You know, call me when you get to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you're a natural, man. You are a natural. Oh. You're a natural. That was great. That, that was so funny. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It sounded uh, that was lifelike to me. I thought that was yeah, pretty good. That, that was pretty good. That was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was when it, when he came on uh, during the uh, summer of the year where he was retired, just uh, two years ago now, twenty nineteen. He didn't know I was going to do that. Do you think that's how it went for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Hey, Tom. Probably. <laughs> Rob, you want to come back? <laughs> back here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Set the stage for this conversation with Rap Sheet, uh, one of the best in the business, with the ear to the ground of my compadre from the NFL Media Group, at Rap Sheet. Join the many, many hundreds of thousands and millions to follow his knowledge. He's here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Ian Rappaport? I'm good, Rich. Um, I have never heard that clip before. Obviously, I'm a regular Rich Eisen Show listener. I'm just saying that particular clip I haven't heard. Yes. You know what was interesting to me? Okay. What was that? He he never said no. Like, you went through the whole thing, and you're like, oh, what if Tom says, and he he just says, oh, I'm chilling. He literally never said no. And I, of course, you know, heard a million Gronk interviews during his one-year hiatus, he never, ever quite said, I'm definitely not coming back if Tom asks. And I just never, you know, until I got the word that he was going to be uh, traded from the Patriots to the Bucks, I never really thought about it like that. But I think we all should have. That was pretty telling. Well, I mean, it was the, the July of 2019. We just played a clip for our Peacock audience uh, waiting for the radio audience to return. And, um, you know, I just had fun saying, uh, let's play act out a phone call since you're, you know, into acting right now. Because that's, you know, that was when he was dancing with the Laker girls and he was just doing everything, just popping up everywhere, spiking a Lego version of Steve Harvey on a New Year's Eve Fox (laughs) show, you know, just being Gronk. 
um, and just say, hey, dude, is it possible if you want to come back, put role playing? And and it did happen, and it's unbelievable, man. I mean, I talked about it yesterday, Ian. Um, two touchdowns for him in the Super Bowl, and Brady doing it. Like the the fact is, the question: Well, how's Brady and Gronk going to do in this first year in Tampa? We asked it had, was that was the number one question asked of me whenever I was on a Zoom with anybody or anybody was uh, tweeting with me or whatever. And the fact that the answer is this is is totally off the charts. How how do you think this is? playing out in Patriot land right now, today, Well, Ian. first of all, you know, it was interesting to me, too, um, and I've read some, some stuff today. Sam Farmer had a really good article on, on Bruce Arians, and it reminded me that when Brady was, you know, shopping for a team. Hold on. Jude. I love it. I'm on the Rich Eisen show, buddy. <laughs> wait, a, wait a parent, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Wait a parent. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I was on some, like, low-rent show, then I would say maybe, but I'm on the Rich Eisen show. Please tell your child to understand the gravity of the situation. (laughs) Wait a parent. Thank you. This is what I'm saying. Um, So whenever Brady would talk to teams, whether the Chargers or the Bucks or whoever, he would always say that he wanted Gronk to join him, and I don't know that they actually believed him. And the fact that it happened, and then Gronk scores two touchdowns Mm. in the Super Bowl, of course, it's the most obvious thing ever, but it's also surreal. I, I mean, it's Gronk is amazing, and obviously Brady um, is you know is what he is. I would say, as far as the Patriots go, I don't get the sense that they're like upset because they're in such different places. Brady is, is going for it every year with Brady. You are going for it, and I think New England. This was definitely a rebuilding year. Cam Newton obviously didn't work out, but. They're trying to get the salary cap in place. They're trying to build again for the long term. And I just don't think their vision's matched up in a way that I probably didn't realize 11 months ago. So then this is a great way to turn to the quarterback carousel that is spinning. Um, what What is New England's plan to acquire their next quarterback? Is it Jared Stidham? Is it the guy that they decided to place to the side to see how Cam would do in the first non-Brady year. What what is their plan? They were kicking the tires on Stafford. Didn't obviously work mm-hmm. out. What what is their plan right now? Yeah, um, and you know they were they were definitely in on Stafford, um, but I think they knew that. You know, I saw the headline from Tom Curran, who I love, um, and I don't think he's wrong. I got the sense that it was more. Stafford wanted McVay and wanted L.A. more than he didn't want anywhere else. Like, the Panthers had a really, really good offer, too, and they they were never getting it because I think the Lions tried to do right by Stafford. But um, as far as New England goes, I mean, they're going to be in on all the quarterbacks. I, I don't Not Carson Wentz, but um, some of the other quarterbacks. You know, if, if Derek Carr is available, if Marcus Mariota is available, um, if Deshaun Watson is available, if Jimmy Garoppolo is available – um, I think they're going to be, you know, if Jameis Winston uh, potentially doesn't go to the Saints, I would imagine they'd have some interest there. They're just, you know, I, w- I would think they're going to be in on every single one and, you know, try to do this all over again. Um, I'm just not sure which one they're going to end up with, but they're going to try. And then, of course, there's the draft. But uh, for the moment, though, that's we can hit that from uh, new league year all the way to draft night uh, in April. For the time being, though, let, let's let's dig into uh, everything on the quarterback front. 
Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is the scoop with Carson Wentz as you and I converse right now, Ian? Well, uh, he is still currently a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and, you know, I don't mean to sound like Sean McVay when he said, or uh, no, Les Need when he said Jared Goff is our quarterback right now, whatever we For the moment, oh right. Um, I mean, Les is the greatest, but that was the biggest tell of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's, he's still a member of the Eagles. Could he return? Anything is possible. I would not say it's likely at all, but possible. I don't get the sense anything is imminent. You know, the Colts have had interest. The Bears have had interest. Maybe a couple other teams have had calls, but to me it's mostly those two. Um, And I know there was a lot of momentum, you know, like on Friday and then maybe kind of Saturday I was like, all right, maybe this could happen soon. But then you get through Saturday, it doesn't happen. You get through the Super Bowl, it doesn't happen. It didn't happen yesterday. And it's, this is just kind of my read on the situation. It's almost like everyone took a deep breath and were like, all right, hang on. Like, why are we hurrying? Um, and it felt like everyone kind of went back to their own corners and like, let's figure out what we would give up, what we want to do, and kind of what we want for the future. Right. So what does a trade look like? Because we saw what a trade looked like for Stafford because it involved golf and his equally hefty contract. And, mm-hmm. and, and golf went, obviously – to Detroit in a trade. So no quarterback's going to be coming back to Philadelphia, right? I mean, because it's going to be Hurts, or if they want to draft another one, they can. So what what is the construct that you're hearing about for a deal, potentially for Wentz? What does it look like? I mean, if if the, the Bears need to shed salary, they could also trade polls. You know, I don't know if that would be the craziest thing in the world. Um, huh. So I... Wouldn't be totally surprised to see that. Um, but, you know, the, the Stafford-Goff deal is really a problem because usually, you know, one trade sets the precedent for another trade, right? So Laramie Tunso goes for two first-rounders, and then Jalen Ramsey goes for two first-rounders, and then Jamal Adams goes for two first-rounders. Usually, you know, those were sort of apples to apples. You can compare. Um, that makes sense. The Jared Goff contract, really makes it extremely difficult to compare because, of course, Howie Roseman would want two ones. You know, well, if the Lions got two ones, why shouldn't I have two ones? But they're two future ones, and they had to take on Jared Goff's contract. This was not a good point of comparison. I mean, I think they'll be able to get a first-rounder. That would be very good, uh, considering the way Carson played. I just don't know what levels of more they're going to be able to get. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, let's get to Deshaun Watson in Houston. He clearly wants out, and the Texans are what? Like their plan is to dig in, and eventually he'll return David Culley's call, or eventually they'll get him in a room, and they'll take their shot there, and then figure out what the next step is. Hopefully they don't need a next step, because Watson will say, I love this guy, and I don't care about however I felt about management, or uh, you know Jack Easterby, who's... Cat skills routine made it uh, on Twitter and YouTube quite a bit over the last week. Saw that. So, yep. uh, like, is that their plan? Is that their plan for Deshaun Watson right now? They they are trying very hard to get Deshaun back, um, to bring him back, to reel him back in. Just just trying to get him to talk. It, it hasn't happened yet, but they are trying. Uh, David Culley is trying. I know that. The, the real problem here, Rich, is that. David Culley did nothing to Deshaun Watson. 
Nick Casario also did nothing to Deshaun Watson. The way Nick Casario was hired is a problem. He didn't do anything wrong, and I don't get the sense Deshaun Watson has any animosity at all to Nick Casario. So everything they are trying to do in a weird way doesn't matter because they didn't do anything to him. So it's not like they need to apologize or something like that because they did nothing wrong. It's about the owner and management and how do you fix that? I mean, and, and I don't, I don't get the sense Deshaun is changing either. He's still extremely upset. I don't know how it ends. Um, I just don't see any end in sight. Well, I mean, the end is is for the Houston Texans is they either, you know, the, there's three options. They hope the first one is that they, Watson talks to Cully and says, boy, I love this guy. I believe in him. Uh, I'm, I'm right. going to buy what he's selling, and it doesn't matter anything else that – that's unchanged that that caused me to demand the trade that that's that's the best case scenario and the other two scenarios are that they force him to to hold out take his money (laughs) or three they trade like like, that's that's it you know or or they force him to hold out and then don't take his money sort of what jerry did to zeke you know um and then pay him and then give him what he wants the problem is what he wants is something i guess would be the sale of the team (laughs) i i like to me, right. it, it's just it, it makes no sense when you saw what they were able to acquire, what 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 the Lions were able to acquire, and I understand that 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 was financial because of the the size of the contract they took on. Mm-hmm. But that could be an apple to apple, basically saying, "Hey, the Lions technically did get two firsts for a thirty now three year old quarterback." Deshaun Watson, they could basically they could get the Jets' entire draft. Uh, first round uh, haul for the next three years and maybe demand Darnold on top of it and get a kid who is 23 with two years contractual control. I mean, after a while, the, 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 the writing is on the wall and a better future, you know, than making your superstar beloved athlete hold out on you, yeah. that there's got to be a better option, right? That's, that's to me, and that to me seems inevitable. I don't know. You tell me. You did, a, you did a great job of explaining why this is an impossible situation. You really did because, you know, all I, someone involved has a major problem with every scenario. You just like there's not one where it's like, okay, fine, this actually makes sense for both sides. In all those scenarios, someone has a huge, huge problem and wants to do everything to stop it from happening. Um, and so, you know, as far as the trade hall, I mean, it's going to be as big as we've ever seen. And I honestly don't know. You know, the Jets could do it if he would want to go there. Right. Um, I'm not sure who else. I mean, the Dolphins could, and then that would probably make some sense, but then they have two issues if they even would do it, which I don't know that they would. Um, but there's not a lot of teams that can just do it because, you know, a first-rounder this year, a first-rounder next year, okay, a first-rounder the year after, but that's, like, so far into the future. We don't know anything about that. So is it like, all right, two full draft boards for two years? Is it two first-rounders and, like, many, many really good, young, cheap players? Like, I, it's hard for me to count that high as far as a, a possible trade, especially when I know that Nick Casario doesn't want to do it. It's impossible. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get into Russell Wilson. You saw what uh, your colleague and your predecessor at NFL <laughs> Network, Jason Lockenford, tweeted out about 
the number of mm-hmm. sacks that Russell Wilson's taken and his team has grown increasingly frustrated. Your first report on Super Sunday, Ian, on NFL Game Day morning was the fact that people are calling the Seahawks asking for Russell Wilson to see if he's available mm-hmm. and the, being told to pound sand they're not interested. But we all know, wh- why would anybody call for a 32-year-old quarterback coming off of the best year that he's had um, statistically in quite some time, despite what might be going on, unless there's something going on? And there's always been rumors about it not being all copacetic there. What is going on Mm -hmm. with Russell and the Seahawks? Um, I would say here's my read on the situation. So, you know, last year the offense didn't work very well at all, right? I think that's pretty obvious, Um, especially at the end of the year. Then they they ended up hiring an offensive coordinator, and Russell Wilson was involved in that. Um, But... I think, you know, there were some moments where I think he was frustrated with some of the candidates being considered. And in the end, they ended up consulting with him, and he had a huge role in the actual hire. Um, But when teams see a run-first offense, a run-first coach, the offense is not working, they start to wonder if the quarterback is upset, and they start calling, or they start talking. I think some of them were in person, but they start talking. And I didn't get the sense the Seahawks at all – you know, want anything to be done, but there's some stuff there. Um, and, you know, Deshaun Watson is not the only franchise quarterback who'd like to have some conversations. Um, so, you know, does he get traded? I don't know, but probably not. Uh, however, because of the atmosphere in the NFL right now, basically every everyone calls in every quarterback, so I don't know. I mean, I've seen crazier things. So... Um, throw, let's throw everybody into the mix here. Um, Carr okay. and Matt Ryan, and um, I, I, I'm definitely, I'm sure, leaving some name. Jimmy G. Who, who, Crystal Ball for me in my final ask for you here on this situation. Um, who does move? Who do you think by the end of the day does get moved that was, I guess, a week one starter for their team? last year or a bulk of the season starter for their team last year at quarterback? Um, I hope you don't mean by the end of today. No. Because my lovely wife uh, is out and ha- she has a hair appointment and I have to watch the boys. So if there is a trade, that would be very problematic for me. <laughs> hey, look, um, we already heard Jude's on the loose, man. So uh, whatever defense you're running, uh, it's you're in the cover one right now or you're cover two, right? You got your, your man short. So it's going on yep. there. So um, my best to you. Um, Jude, but Jude, Jude asked for something. It could have been a snack. It could have been to play ABC uh, on the computer. I said nice. yes. I have no earthly idea what he asked for. Again, um, like I said, excellent parenting skills. Outstanding. Um, so by, I guess by the end of the figurative day, not the end of today, right. but by the right, end right. of the figurative day, which quarterback do you think gets moved? Or quarterbacks. Okay, so I think Carson probably gets moved somewhere. Okay. Um, I don't get the sense Derek Carr, teams are calling. I don't get the sense Derek Carr does. But Mariota could get traded. Um, That's actually kind of a really interesting option because he played so well when he played. He did. Um, You know, it'd be hilarious if he's this year's Ryan Tannehill after (laughs) Ryan Tannehill became Ryan Tannehill by bouncing him. That would be something ironic there. Um you know, I think those those are probably the two best bets. And, you know, Darnold, my, I think it's very possible, but I don't know 100% 
to say he's definitely going to be traded. I just know there's a lot of interest, and there's a re- obviously they could pick a quarterback at number two. They just have to make sure that there's someone they value there before trading. Ian, thanks for the time. Go, uh, go be a parent now. Uh, best to you and, and uh, the rest of your day. Bless you, sir. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. It's Ian Rappaport. I'll, I'll use the poker terms here, Christopher. Ooh, wait okay. on me. Seems like the Eagles are pot committed on Carson Wentz. <laughs> yes, um, it does. And and for the rest of the uh, and for the rest of the uh, the quarterback group, and all these teams that are interested in quarterbacks or may give up their quarterback or are thinking of shooting the moon for the quarterback, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players in the hand. They're holding their cards close to their vest, and we've just only seen the flop. Mm. That's it. Or the flop hasn't even hit the board yet. To use the poker term, there's still a ton of time to go. New league year is March 17th. That's an inflection point, to say the least. Our poll question's dynamite. It is pop culture related. One of our all-time favorite actors has a birthday today. This is going to be great. Coming up on The Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. six seconds gentlemen we can rebuild it we have the technology we have the capability to create the world's first bionic host rich eisen will be that host better than he was before better stronger faster let's run this thing Oh, no, that's another Ken Tulo production right there from the old days. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so we have 
retooled, if you will, because there's no combine this year, the Run Rich Run campaign. We're still going to try and raise as much money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital as possible because it's all donations-based. Truly, every dollar that you give to St. Jude is taken in by the research hospital to either cure what appears to be very curable um, and also to make sure that people who have to send their children there and go there get see no bills for lodging, food, and, of course, the health care. So hashtag run your 40 and upload any version of a 40 you want. We, I even told them, uh, you know, when, when we went through this, people are going to be swigging 40-ounce beers or whatever. So oh, yeah. whatever, yeah. run your 40. <laughs> if it's 40 errands for somebody in need, anything, you know, running in a straight line, running four miles, 4.0, just upload it with the hashtag of run your 40. And then, of course, donate to stjudejude.org slash runrichrun. That's the way we're going to do it. And, of course, I'll miss all those videos of a bunch of people running around, you know, in groups or what have you. But let's see how much money we can raise in a pandemic, you know. It's better than uh, better than doing nothing at all. So Run Rich Run is coming back, but hashtag run your 40 is the way we're rolling. Back here on the Rich Odson Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. How about the, uh, the quarterbacks that uh, – that uh, Ian mentions he thinks Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota would be on the move. He looked pretty good when he filled he in. He did. I mean, let's go get him. Who do you want? Who would take him? You? Why wouldn't you take him in New England? I honestly have no idea what the Pats are going to do. Oh, man. No idea. No feel. I mean, it's kind of like a situation where they need lots of players. They have a lot of cap room. I think they'll be really aggressive in free agency. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be You fun. know they're going to be motivated now. Oh, yeah. One year, you could just you could deal with the one year. Okay, you deal with the one year. You can't miss next the playoffs year, two years in a row. Next year, and Bill, you trust. I heard some people talking about this yesterday. Do you think Bill is going to call Tom and congratulate him? I got that too. I think he's. I I'd be stunned if he already didn't already do that. But it, it's not going to be a big deal. Like Tom's not going to say, "Guess who just called me?" And Bill's going to be, "I just put in a phone call like he's the president of the United States to congratulate right. Tom Brady." Right. No, we'll never we'll hear never about know. that, or if we do, it'll be way down the line. But do you they, know they hate Bill, each other. I think Bill just lobbed them a line. Hey, Tom, great job. Congratulations. Why not? Yeah. A text. Right. Text. Maybe Bill popped a couple Good of emojis. I don't know. Good sure job, Tom. could be. Did Bill just send him the seven rings <laughs> in an emoji text? It could be. It could be some, <laughs> some version of communication, I'm sure, no, happened. I have more. What do you got? Still need one more? Still need one more. Yeah, yeah, to right. Catch me. Catch me. <laughs> Look at my boat. Look at my boat. With a mic drop. It's not like that they're not on speed. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows, right? I mean, Kraft for sure. Rich, Rich, when you did that thing with them, um, unveiling the all-time team, did you sense any type of animosity? I definitely did not feel like it was one of the, like, you know, it it looked like two guys that spend an insane amount of time together and and it, it it wasn't any of those, like the two of them just chopping it up and, mm-hmm. you know, buddy, buddy. It's a coach-quarterback relationship. That's what it struck like to me. So you say, so what you're saying no, it is. Wasn't, I, but I don't know how warm and fuzzy it was. You know yeah. what I mean? It still seemed like, you know, they were a coach and a quarterback. And there's a certain way that their relationship was. Yeah. And they hug it out when the confetti's coming down. You know, I, I honestly don't know. I, I can't sit here and say I knew one thing or another, but it wasn't. 
something that you'd see like, hey, buddy, how you been? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Mix right. it up. But if there was something really, really off, you would have felt that, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah. They were on speaking terms in the room. Well, that says that's... <laughs> they did a segment. Brady showed up. <laughs> And it was the first one was that the we first did. One, right? Yeah. Literally right, right, the right, first right. segment mm-hmm. of the NFL 100 all-time team shoot. Even though it didn't appear till the last episode of all six. First segment was Brady in studio guests. First segment of Belichick being mic'd up. So he might have been less comfortable than he was towards the end of the shoot, just because of you know the role he was in. He's mm-hmm. never played before. Good point. And this now he's with his player. So I I, I can't suss it out. But they talked to each other. We all took pictures together. Our poll question, Christopher, at Rich Eisen Show. Go ahead and ask it. All right, boys. It is the 78th birthday of the great, great actor Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. One of our favorites. Yes. In some of our favorite movies. What is your favorite, favorite, key favorite? What is your favorite Joe Pesci performance? Goodfellas? My cousin Vinny. Oh boy. Home Alone. Fantastic. Casino. Those are the four. Those are the four. We've That's left the some list. out. We'll left some out. We'll left we'll, some we'll, out. We'll, some we'll, hit the we'll floor. Throw, we'll throw a little bit out there. It's all good. You can call and make your case. I know who Belichick would, would answer. These are the four. I know which one Belichick would say. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I'm just telling you what I know would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world as she was in the car expertise area. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> Bill Belichick's finest. That may be, I don't, again, I don't profess to be an expert on the man. That may be the, the, the most actual, real Bill Belichick, the person moment in front of the cameras in the like history I'm of Bill Belichick. <laughs> the Mona Lisa Vito. He had to have been watching My Cousin Vinny the night, the night before. before. The night before. The night before. We just flipped around. The night before. I don't There's, know though, man. His, his, his brain probably his holds mind? so much info that like one of us shooting out a, a pop culture reference, maybe that just Bill. Rich, you should have asked him that when you were like, where did you get the Mona Lisa Vito? Next time. You got to ask. The NFL 200 show. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I'll ask it. God willing. NFL, yeah. NFL 200. Knock on wood if you want. Michael Irvin has got something to answer. Caping for Brady like he did it all season long (laughs) on our Super Bowl postgame show on NFL Network. And Jay Gruden joining us in hour number two on the Tuesday after Super Bowl 55. (laughs) All right, so now I'm going to look down for the Peacock folk. Um, this is the time when Irv said he would be off the set of Inside. Inside. Again, Inside is inside the NFL. And he doesn't say I'm on morning <laughs> with me, Mooch, and, and Kurt. Inside. I <laughs> right. think that's the way they talk about it. He inside. calls up Phil and says, hey, you ready for Inside? <laughs> JB, you going to host Inside this week? Inside. Inside. So... This is when he said that he would be off the air. This is when now I'm going to text him. You ready in five minutes? Oh, smart. This is when I text him. Smart. And see if, you know, I mean, Ray Lewis could have gone a little long. 
Never know. You know? Never know. So we'll see. You'll see in three minutes whether Irv's going to show up or not. We taking bets on this, Brockman? It's got nothing to do with the usual Irvness. No. He is on set of Inside. Inside. Okay. Do you, what do you, how do you refer to this show when you, like if you meet somebody and say, somebody asks, what are you doing tomorrow and you're going to be working? What do you, how yeah, do you refer yeah, to I'm this working. show? I'm on Eisen? No, I go full. Rich Eisen show. Okay. Yeah. Do you full. say the? I do, I'm on, uh, the, but the lowercase the. You don't do the. It's not, it's not the Rich Eisen show. Is I'm, it the or the though? I'm on the Rich Eisen show. Well, there's only one of these shows. Yeah, but how do you, you know say I mean? it? Do you say it the or the? I say the. Because I say I'm doing my show tomorrow. <laughs> Your name's you know, on it. I don't it. refer to this show with my name on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That would be like Jimmy That would be, be like wearing your stuff on the airplane, like wearing Which your I, merch. Which I oh. used to do before my wife gave so much crap, and I'm like, I'm branding, right, right. Suze. I'm not like, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, when you were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, you kept saying Jimmy, and it reminded me of Jimmy from Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy played, well, Jimmy's, Jimmy's played probably pretty getting good. upset. Jimmy's, Jimmy's upset. Jimmy's definitely getting upset. Jimmy's the number been times everybody's <laughs> talking about Kirk Cousins instead of him. <laughs> Jimmy likes playing for Kyle. Jimmy should like playing for Kyle. Everyone wants to play for Kyle. J- Jimmy better get used to Jimmy's new in town. All right. <laughs> I have not gotten a text. He might still be doing inside. Jimmy's going back to New England. (laughs) All right, I'm going to call Irv. Are you still doing inside or not? (laughs) 